This is episode 146 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, we've got a special guest with us, Jada Selner, who you might know from Simple Green Smoothies, but she's got so much more to share with us. We're going to be talking audience building, finding the best place to find your audience, and what to do before you start trying to build your community. I can't wait. So let's get into this. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome, Jada. Uh, it's really amazing to have you here on the show. I'm just thrilled that you were able to, um, we were able to connect. This is awesome. Yes. It's like a pajama party for us because it's summertime. <laughs> it is. Oh my gosh. Well, it's not summer yet for me. I had to bring my daughter to school today for I guess their field trip. They they end next week, but honey, I'll be in the pajamas. And yes. I just I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have to get dressed before like ever. <laughs> right, right. Totally. And you know, we were talking about just like glorified pajamas, right? Where it's yeah. like yoga pants and a tank top. Oh yeah. When you do school drop off. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. From like the waist up, you're like, hey, I'm good. I'm responsible. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, some some mornings it's ridiculous what's happening in the car that no one can see. Um, <laughs> so we connected recently at an event and I just have to say that I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, I missed Jada. Even though like we don't talk on a regular basis, it was just so nice to kind of have that face-to-face like, ah, you know, and and that Mila was there too was really cool. I just I just thought that was really awesome. So good. Yeah. And and one thing that kind of struck me and as I was going away from the event, obviously processing what had happened, who I'd talked to, and just one thing I realized is that you really do have this connection thing down. You mm. have like this way of connecting. And I think it's, I don't think it's like some sort of strategy. I just think that's because you're warm, you're sincere, and you're just like, hey, what's up? You know, and I think that's the greatest thing. I think that that's, I, that's actually, honestly, the very simple reason I wanted to have you on the podcast, because I think that people try to make this connecting with people, engaging with an audience, building, building a tribe, this multi-layered complex thing that it doesn't need to be. Yeah, and it's I, true. You know, I think, and and I don't know, like, I just know from, like, hearing the listeners to this show even that just knowing what to say and connecting with people and and I figured you know what there's someone who can inspire everyone including me to connect 
do it more naturally. Well, it's Jada. So let's let's get her on here. So again, I totally want to just thank you for making the time today. Oh, you're so sweet, Anne. I love it. <laughs> so, okay. So two things. So we will talk about um, like try, I guess email list building is what people will want to hear that yeah. we're going to talk about that. But really it's, it's about building that group of people that are really just hanging out with you. And that's how I always look at it. I, some of my dearest friends have come out of my in quotes audience and I care about each and every person, even if I don't know all the specifics all the time, cause that kind yeah. of floats in and out of my ether. So, um, you did. An impromptu, well, not really impromptu. You had a little bit of time to prepare presentation at that event. Yeah. And I thought it was really incredible. I just thought, wow. And I, I have to like admit to everyone, to you, and and also to say a big apology to James because he asked me to do something on the next day. Mm. And I was just like, I wasn't, he actually called me on being shrink shrinking. Oh, in some yes. way, but I was like, dude, my daughter's here. I've got crazy allergies. My hair is freaking out and hair, please hair. Um, <laughs> I just didn't feel up to it. So anyway, so I just was so excited about that, but we're going to get back. We're, we'll get back to that piece because I have a yeah. really specific thing about that in a second. But first, before we dive in, I'd love it if you would just share a bit about, you know, who you just really simply who you are, who you are. That's a lot. And what <laughs> yes. your business is. And maybe just in case how, you know, because I know a lot of people know you from one, a, a like a really successful company that you are a co-founder of. And, but I want to also know about what you're, you're currently passionate about and doing now. Yeah. Well, as we said, I'm Jada Selner and I help entrepreneurs build their tribe. And like you said, I am a community builder at heart. And one of the things that I've been able to do with the company that I co-founded and exited and sold my half to my business partner, Jen Hansard, was Simple Green Smoothies. And really, we built that business, the tribe, around really loving up on the people behind the numbers. So, you know, my credibility comes from being able to grow an email list from 2,000 email subscribers to over 355,000 community members on our list, as well as over 400,000 followers on Instagram and 300,000 Facebook fans. And, you know, I always tell people, um, if you want me to tell you a little secret, I'm not passionate about green smoothies. <laughs> I'm actually passionate about helping people. And I think that's just a really good reminder for us all to hear we, we really feel like we have to find the thing that we're going to talk about for the rest of our lives. And I know the thing that I'm going to do for the rest of my life is help people. And that can happen in a lot of different ways. So, you know, for the past five years, it was helping people fall in love with kale and spinach. And now I'm in my next chapter, my next venture at jadaselner.com. And it's all about really helping people who are committed to changing the world um, in their pajamas <laughs> <laughs> and really scaling the unscalable. So I help companies scale love 
and business, which is what you were talking about, right? How, how can we be more warm, authentic, sincere with the people that we are serving? And that's what I really look to help people is to do the unscalable and to actually get to know those online people, get to know a little bit more smaller details and surprise and delight your tribe. And remember that there are people behind the numbers. I think so often we get obsessed with, you know, opt-in conversions, email list growth, revenue growth, um, A-B split testing, all these numbers and letters, and we lose the heart and the connection behind why we started the business in the first place. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I so feel you on that because I, you know, just working on launches and things like that, I'm of course dealing with numbers and conversions and how many people join the list and how's that page performing and all of that. But at the same time, I'm like, did I reach back out to that person? Did I... Did I send them a voice memo or did I just send them an email? I think they need a voice memo from me. I think they need to hear my voice. Like, so I'm going back and forth between that when I work with clients and really, truly trying to connect with people. Yeah. And, you know, a thing that I really help people with, too, is, you know, why I say I can help people scale the unscalable is you know, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, we wear many hats and we usually can do it all, but we shouldn't do it all. And so really being able to remove ourselves uh, from that, you can create those, those love points, those touch points in your business. And it doesn't always have to be you. So even just someone on your team could send an audio message, a video message as well. I think that's something just to like make a mental note of. We always think that it has to be us, but your team represents the vision yeah. as well. So just, you know, something to think about oh you know, as you're growing and scaling your business. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually met um, Nathan Barry, the the founder, creator of ConvertKit yeah. uh, at an event. And, you know, I, I was talking about love over metrics. And this is what I'm taking a stand for is like, lead with love first, and then the metrics will follow. And some people, you know, there's a lot of people that love numbers. And he's definitely someone that loves numbers. But mm-hmm. he's like, here's something that we did that um, seems like it's unscalable. And this is something that I want to feature in my future book uh, around love over metrics. But he had someone on his team that wasn't in the right role, like wasn't thriving in that role. And then he found this thing that really lit him up and excited him where he started recording personal video messages to people that signed up for the the service within the first, you know, zero to seven days and really researched who they were. What was the email service that they were a part of before? And just giving them tools and resources personalized, customized for that person that they're onboarding. And, you know, the conversation I was having with Nathan, he's like, I I know that this is a direct correlation to an extra quarter of a million dollars in ROI. So it's that relationship ROI that we are ignoring, the intangibles that you feel like you can't measure, but actually have a direct correlation to the bottom line. Yeah, I got to say that uh, ConvertKit also has it down, the gifts that they send to people who, like, honestly, I don't really feel like I did anything amazing, but I I helped get someone partnered with them to do, I guess, just as an affiliate, really. But I got the nicest package of coffees and chocolates. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's cool. I didn't, I felt like I didn't really do anything for it, but it was really sweet. And connecting with their team was definitely, you felt that love. 
You yeah. felt the love. I love that. I love that. Um, so my question would be like, you know, as you're shifting, as you're working on this new brand, this new venture, how has that been? Is it completely different on a day-to-day basis? Do you find yourself able to take maybe some of the things you learned? I mean, of course, with Simple Green Smoothies, growing that audience and growing those, that community and applying it here? Or is it is yeah. It so is it the same? What? What's? Yeah. No, that's a great question. So, I mean, there's definitely a transition period. You know, there's a lot of what I like to call the messy middle, right? When you yeah. you decide, make the decision, and then leap, and then there's a moment of pause and uh, reflection. So I feel the first six months were about me and really building the foundations behind the scenes. And so I always talk about there's these different modes, right? Where sometimes we're in the creative cave, we're actually creating and building where no one's seeing what's happening. And then there's the outward where you're actually connecting and communicating with your audience. And so really quarter three um, is where my focus is in try building for uh, what's happening next. So I've actually been very quiet behind the scenes because I'm building and creating in my creation (laughs) cave. And now I'm ready for the outward expression of what I've been building behind the scenes to connect. And you'll see I'm, you know, I'm posting more consistently on Facebook. I've got, you know, Facebook live scheduled and, and I think the difference. So the approach is the same is I always say, show your dance moves on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you can't be behind the scenes too long because no one knows about you. So that visibility piece is really, really important. Um, the difference between Simple Green Smoothies and jadasellner.com is, you know, really looking for the mode of communication that yeah. tells your story the best. So for Simple Green Smoothies, photos of, you know, raw fruits and vegetables and posting on Instagram because health and wellness is really popular on there. That was the leading platform to really connect with that audience, that tribe. And what's different for me being one, a personal brand and serving entrepreneurs is where they're spending their most of the time. One is here like on a podcast, right? So I, uh, that's one of my intentional strategies is being able to speak and connect and show up where my audience is hanging out. And so I know that's podcast and also, um, Facebook, the demographic, the age, we still consume content on Facebook because it's just where everybody's spending all their, their, their unintentional time. Yeah. Um, so really <laughs> showing up there consistently. And m- for me personally, I know my mode of communication where I thrive and shine the most is speaking. So speaking on stages, speaking on podcasts and doing videos are are going to be my more intentional ways of connecting with my audience versus recipes and photos of green smoothies. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I was curious about, so when I think of community building, I'm, I'm actually interchanging that with email list building as well. But is there something specific you're doing or is there a strategy that you're kind of like an approach that you're taking that kind of is hand in hand with community building? Because I just look at it as the same thing, 
but it might not be exactly. Yeah. So, so it's an overarching strategy. So when you talk about show your dance moves on the dance floor, there's really three phases, right? There's the attraction phase, there's the trust phase, and then the commitment phase. And so the attraction phase is the dance floor. So that's where you're showing up on social media. You're, you know, showing, adding valuable tips, resources, you know, Imagine if you were on a dance club, on a dance floor, (laughs) you know, if some guy was like, hey girl, do you want to see, do you want to see my dance moves? And she's like, sure, let's like, let's get on the floor. And he's like, well, you have to go to my house first. And like taking people straight to the bedroom, straight to (laughs) the house, your website, getting them off of the place where they met you. You really have to build up that attraction phase. You're like, yeah, I'm not going with you. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know you, trust you or anything like that. It was totally (laughs) cool to see it on this dance floor, the party that I like, I'm intentionally showing up to. So that piece is really, that is one part of the community building phase. And then the next is actually inviting them, you know, to build that trust is your home, your website, your landing page is where you make them feel, you know, giving them more resources, credibility for you to really build up that trust. And then being able to invite them to the bedroom, which is your opt-in page and asking for, you know, the digits or the email mm-hmm. and the first name. And then that's where you have the more <laughs> the intimate. first name. I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you have the, the more um, intimate conversations, right? In a bedroom, it's really very intimate. So your email list is where you're having that one-to-one conversation. So that's when you're saying, please reply and having more of those special conversations in there. But I believe that building community is happening at all those different levels. And then a key piece is engagement. So community building and also engaging your tribe, because that's where people really feel connected to you and also connected to each other. And it's it's really attracting a group of like-minded, like-hearted people together around the same conversation, big idea. I love that. Um, so deeper into this, this presentation and uh, like that you did, there was something that you said that I, I remember I actually, and I even have the event notebook here because I was listening to you talk about the dance floor and because this totally makes sense. You know, you say, Hey, you want to see my dance moves? Once there's like a little bit of, you know, rapport going back and forth, then there might be the invite back you know, to whatever they're, you know, hey, check out my house, come have dinner with me. And then the bedroom maybe is next, the commit, commit phase. But my question would be, what do you say to people who are like, dude, I don't know where my dance floor is? Yeah. Um, where, I mean, and I don't know where I shine. Do you, do you just say, you know what? Just start dancing wherever you are, like within reason, you know, just it, it, because yeah, for- there's. Yeah, totally. I totally get that. So there's actually some some intentional steps that you can take around that. One is brainstorming a list of ways that you like to communicate with people and especially with, you know, your ideal audience. So is it speaking? Is it writing? What comes the easiest to you and where where you feel the most confident and that you can get the content out the quickest? So I feel like I'm I'm a good writer, but I, I it, it takes me, we were just talking before we started recording, uh, I can start writing the copy and then I get stuck. 
and like the content doesn't get out there. So I'm obviously not very confident about my writing skills. When the writing gets out there, I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. But it <laughs> takes too long to actually get the work out there in the world. So what's the easiest mode of communication for you? Really brainstorming all those possibilities. And, and like I said, my examples are speaking on stages, um, being on other people's on other people's podcasts for interviewing. You know, if I can just answer questions all day, I'm in a really, really good place. So really finding out for you. And, and some of my clients, they're like, oh, writing is my thing. So don't, you know, I feel like we try to follow where all the trends are happening. It's like yeah. Periscope and Snapchat. And it's like, but if you if you can't shine there and it doesn't it doesn't come easily and you're not willing to learn, then you've got to find the mode where you do shine. And yeah. then the intersection, then you need to also like step two would be to brainstorm a list of where your people are hanging out and where are they spending the most, uh, most of their time. And if you don't have a tribe already, you know, I talk about um, tiny tribe building tips is one using OPT. So other people's tribes. So <laughs> looking at who are the top leaders in your industry and checking out where are they hanging out and where are they getting the most engagement. Uh, so that's a great way to really look into now you know the, the audience that you want, this is where they're hanging out because the top yeah. leaders in the industry are basically telling you. And then you can um, politely stalk their tribes and read <laughs> into the comments, right? These are great places that if you don't have a tribe to ask questions of like, what are you struggling the most with? If you, like, this is ground zero. Look at other people's um, tribes comments and see where their pain points are. And also picking the top three books on Amazon in your industry your niche and industry and looking at the reviews. What did they love and what do you feel is missing? So really finding the And people do tell you that. Like, yeah, you would, I mean, I, I did this um, exercise myself recently um, for a few books that are in in the launch space. Yeah. And I, I definitely, people are very honest, like, hey, but I was hoping it was going to be this, but it was more of this type of book. It wasn't like this, this sucked. I want something better. It was, re there were some people who were really specific. Yeah. And now you're like, great. I know where the gap is. <laughs> Perfect. I know where I can shine here. Yeah. And so that's, that would just be, you know, I think people skip a lot of time that tribe market research phase. It's one of my favorites. Um, and that's Me kind too. of what I've been doing in my creative cave is geeking out on that process. And, and it's, it's tedious, right? You're kind of copying and pasting and getting notes and finding the common themes, but you have to put your researcher hat on before you can actually connect. And, and I just look at community building. It is relationship building. So I can, I can hold parallels to dating, to marriage, to all of these pieces, but it's like, you really have to do your homework. And like, how does this person uh, what's the easiest way to connect with them? How, you know, we can talk about five love languages and all yeah. of these different pieces to how to connect with your audience, but you, you've got to nurture and really love up on your people. Yeah. I, I think that market research piece is probably if, if you're having trouble with finding your dance floor and maybe, you know, kind of where, but you're not finding that intersection yet between what you like to create and what other people, where people are hanging out. I think if you're having trouble with that, it's very possible you just haven't done enough market research, um, in, in some really, not, I don't want to say obvious places, but in some really, you don't have to like get on the phone with people even at this point. Like what you said, you know, Amazon, there's tons of Facebook groups, other people's tribes. I think that if you find, and this is the way that I've always approached it is like, if you could be in the most non-related group and you just might discover 
that there are people in there that you resonate with for some reason. And then it's up to you to kind of dig a little bit and do some, you know, respectful stock, e-stocking and find that out, you know? Um, But I wonder, I mean, do you think that that that's the case? If someone's really having trouble figuring out their dance floor, maybe it is because they haven't done enough Absolutely. And I have a worksheet on this. Like I'd be happy to to share that resource with you and your community of that simple piece. It's to us, we geek out on it because we love marketing. We love launching, but for other people, they might skip because no one's actually talking about this. It's like, you know, grow your email list and launch this product. And, and no one's like, this is like ground zero foundational work to marketing and getting the word out about what you have to offer and really understanding your, your ideal customer. You know, even the avatar work doesn't go into, you know, this piece is, is always, is not, is missing from there. You know what? It actually, it, it totally is. And I think that, um, Something that I always try to do is is remind people that even people that they respect and hold to high esteem, they're getting on the phone with people. Oh, they're absolutely. digging into archives of the comments of um, their program or their Facebook group. They're they're digging around. They're or doing their the dirty work. Yes. Yeah, and their competitors. <laughs> and I mean, even even oh. after they know who their audience is, they're still digging. You can't stop yes. playing detective. You can't. Yeah, I love that. Detective is, is totally detective what work it is. is like, yes, we are sleuthing. <laughs> yeah, I'm working. I'm working with a client right now who has a pretty high profile product that they they launch every year, and we're doing. We're already starting to do the improvement work, but to do that, it means respectful stocking or whatever you yes. want to call it. Like very yes. like, you know, looking and seeing what, what people are really saying. Yes. And um, so, so yeah, I, I love that. And then also, what do you think about people who are like, you know, they're like, okay, like when they find their dance floor, like say they're, they're dancing on their dance floor, they're like, but this isn't exactly it. I still feel like there's like something missing. Do you, do you feel like, what do you tell people? Just like, well, just try a different one. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, really what it comes down to is the message resonating. So often, you know, we can add a lot of noise or we can, you know, I always say like posting consistently showing your dance move on the dance floor. Uh, But you could be talking about something that doesn't resonate with people. And that's something to pay attention to as well. You know, if you're constantly going at something and you're not getting any traction or any feedback or any likes or engagement, you might be posting something that your people are not feeling or yes, you're on the wrong platform. So you would test, but I like to do, you know, three to six month testing in one area and really going all in with simple green smoothies was very intentional of like for the next nine months, we're talking about nothing but green smoothies and things that contribute to green smoothie recipes and that type of lifestyle. And that was very, very intentional that that was what we wanted to become known for. So really finding that big idea, that message that you want to become known for and going all in on that instead of being spread so thin. You're spreading yourself thin, one, in your messaging, but also it's confusing for people to know what to come to you for. Yeah, I mean, I will say that there definitely are times when I, you know, and this is why I just, I don't know if you knew this because it was kind of undercover. I just um, did this little ninja beta 
thing. And mm-hmm. we're just starting. We're actually, I've already chosen the uh, members. They applied and there was, there was a, this great process of getting their real, like their real challenges and finding out what they're dealing with. And the reason why I'm doing the beta is because of the uprising of I want to launch type of programs that I feel like are super generalized and I don't want to be in that space. Not to say I don't want to have fearless launching, but I want to have something a little bit more um, in tune with almost like my favorite part of launching instead of just the whole thing. Cool. Yeah, that's really smart. And because then you become the go-to person for, you know, the specificity and you can either be really specific. If you want to be a generalist, then be really specific on the audience that you want to connect with, like go super niche in that area, like only women website designers. (laughs) And then you can be a generalist, right? On the content or be um, more general, like any, you know, certain entrepreneurs can, can be the audience, but then going super niche on the content. I so, like but that. you don't, you don't want to be wide on both sides and, but you don't need to niche down and on both sides either. Oh, I love that. So it's either be content specific, be like, as far as like what you're known for or be audience specific as far as who you serve and who you want to help. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Um, okay. So I guess then if you're having a problem finding, finding your dance floor, don't be afraid to try another dance floor, but also look <laughs> at your message to see if it's actually resonating. And maybe, maybe there's something about it or who you're saying it to that it's too broad in one of those areas. Yeah. Okay. So I have four, well, actually three, but four, the fourth question is like a it's really kind of not a joke, but it's <laughs> just really four little quick questions to ask. Um, because, I mean, I think that what you're doing is amazing. I want to know more. I'm, I'm going to get your link to your Facebook page or wherever you're doing your Facebook lives. I'm assuming it's yeah. on your Facebook page. Yes. And um, that worksheet, which will be really helpful, I think, for people. Because I think that before you can start even marketing, you really do need to know who you're talking to. And that, that's going to help everything. Um, but here are those questions. They're really easy. Are you ready? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> this is getting really intense. <laughs> <laughs> They're okay. Um, the t- first two, I think, are easy. Okay. What is your... I don't know if you even read books. It's okay if you listen to books, too. Do you have any any favorite recent books you've read? Oh, recent. Um, yes, I just finished, um, well, actually I'll be talking about it on Facebook Live, but I just finished listening to my friend Tara Moore's book, Playing Big. And it's about women sharing their voices confidently. And uh, one of the things that really resonated with me, it was like the six hiding strategies um, that we do to hide our voices and our message in the world. Oh my gosh, I think I need this book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need this book. So thank you for reminding me. I, I knew that that was out there, but I hadn't, I haven't even read that yet. And I have the physical and the audio. So I I did both. Sometimes I double dip. (laughs) I do too. I actually need that sometimes. Yeah. Just Um, to reference like the prompts at the end of the chapter, but I I can consume it really fast listening. Yeah, me too. Okay. What's your favorite, just guilty pleasure. It can be in any area, food, TV, movies, just other random stuff. (laughs) Oh my gosh. There's so much. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Um, my life is a is a big guilty pleasure. <laughs> yes, it is. I would say uh, napping. Like oh, I, like I, 
you know, being in my jammies is my favorite, like, bra, you know, before we got on this, like, bra off, jammies on. Um, so in the afternoon, I mean, I, I nap. I set my timer for 30 minutes and, and I, I take a nap. And sometimes I just, like, lay there for an hour. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I have, love- you know, I need to, I, I was trying to actually answer these for myself. And I couldn't with the favorite guilty pleasure. So I think Ooh. I need to get one. And it might be napping. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. So this one might be more difficult, but I don't know. And I, and you can share anything that feels comfortable for you. And that is, what's one thing that, I don't know, that might surprise people about you or your life or something that you like? Mm, I feel like I just journaled about this recently and now I'm totally... So... <laughs> some. I mean, there's one... I love... This is actually part guilty pleasure too, but... Um, I eat Sour Patch, like sour candy at the movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. It's like a a did you know fact. Um, (laughs) But I I also, I'm like, I love dancing and I'm not a great dancer. Like I can't pick up choreographed moves really well, but I like, I love going to a dance club with my husband, with my girlfriends, like just putting on music really loud and, and dancing and like, getting down and dirty to like some Beyonce and some Drake. Like I, I can it. just, yeah, it's like where I feel super free and fully expressed and just like sensual. That is, that's great. Yep. I do too. I was, I had a, a very embarrassing session the other night. I was making my, my nine-year-old, you know, making Mila like a little bit, she's like, don't do that. Just oh. don't. And I'm like, but it feels amazing. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> um, okay. And then the fourth question is, when am I going to see you again? <laughs> right. I know we, I feel like we just need to have like a slumber party. Date I feel or like something. that needs to happen for sure. So I just had to, I just had to say that I'm like, we definitely have to just um, figure out if we're going to be in any of the same places. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And, and, you know, so many of my friends that like live in the same, even just in the San Francisco Bay Area, I sometimes see them more at like an event or a different country. Uh, it's I so know. bizarre, this online online world that we, that we live in. It's like global friends, even in your own backyard. <laughs> I know, but then it feels so crazy. Like I just got a voice memo from a friend who we just we that's how we stay in touch we generally don't see each other and we she was actually like you know I hadn't heard from you in a few days or like maybe like it was a week or something and she's like I was thinking maybe we should give our significant others like a list of people like just in case something happens because you know we're close heart wise but we don't see each other so like what if something were to happen Right. And like, you wouldn't be able to like tell that person. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like I need to send a list of of names and like at least emails slash numbers, Voxer handles or something. (laughs) Send a voice memo to this person. Yeah. Um, I I love voice memos so much. I feel like it's the new, it's like the new pen pal. I I don't know if you ever watched Felicity. Uh, Yes, Uh, I did. And And yes. (laughs) The recorded, the recorded messages were just, were just the best. So, um, and you have an invite to my boxer. We can totally do Dear Diary with each other okay, via the, the, audio message. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. And then I'm going to put all your links below, but what is, what's something that's coming up that you would, that you um, want to share with us? Is there anything that 
that you want to invite people to, like your Facebook Lives? I don't know. Yeah. So one thing that I'm most excited about right now is I have Love Over Metrics Business Growth Incubator, and it's for uh, ambitious women with even bigger hearts. So um, really helping them women who already have established businesses taking their business to the next level and and really connecting to the bigger vision, your why, without the overwhelm, the stress, the burnout. And so I'm inviting 25 visionary women to join me for 12 months um, starting in the fall of this year that I'm so, so excited about. And I feel it is kind of like the foundation of the book that I'm writing as well. And so just being a part of that. And then I know we didn't talk too much about email list building, but build your challenge for those who really need just the step-by-step process on how to connect to your audience authentically and sell to them confidently, I have a five-step framework for Build Your Challenge. So you can just go to buildyourchallenge.com and loveovermetrics.com for both of those two pieces if you want to get in my world. I love that. And yeah, you're right. We didn't talk about challenges. We just talked about your dance floor. (laughs) We need, we need part two. <laughs> we definitely need a part two on this. So for everyone sure. comment below if you have questions for Anne and I around challenges and, and less building. But um, I think what we talked about is the first essential step because otherwise you're going to be putting a, a challenge in front of of nobody in crickets. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love that. Loveovermetrics.com and buildyourchallenge.com. Those are the ones? Yes. Okay. That's awesome. Jada, I don't even want to say goodbye. I know. (laughs) Do we have to? No, you hang up. You hang up. (laughs) Right. But thank you again so much for for hanging out. And I'm just so excited. I'm so excited to um, share this with everyone. Thank you. And I'm sure we'll talk very soon. Yes. Vox. Yes. Vox. (laughs) Vox is happening. I'll see you over there. (laughs) Bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I had so much fun. I'm sure you could tell talking to my girl, Jada. It's one of those weird things where I have all these friends online and we don't hang out on a regular basis, but when we get to chat, it's like we're best buddies and we've known each other forever. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Jada. And if you have questions for her, make sure to leave them in the comments on the show notes page over at ansamolev.com forward slash 146. Also, she's got a few really cool things to share with you. So make sure to head over to her loveovermetrics.com and buildyourchallenge.com as well as jadaselner.com. I am so excited to share some more conversations with new voices for the podcast again next week. So if you like this episode, definitely let me know. I actually want to get Jada back on the the show because it's just, we didn't even get into all the things we wanted to get into. And I so appreciate you hanging out into this outro part of the podcast. If you have questions for me, questions for Jada, or have any suggestions for upcoming guests on the podcast, let us know over here. We are always excited to hear from new people that we've never met before. So I thank you again, and we'll talk to you next week.